You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides, your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 67, recorded May 2nd, 2020. The topic of tonight is unveiling part one. I am your host for this evening, Orchid. I am Elmist. And we have a very special guest with us tonight. Do you want to introduce yourself? I am Wicked Jester. <laughs> yay! Um, the hyphens are noticeably absent. Yeah, yay. <laughs> the hyphens are absent tonight. Um, they are buying a house, and that's very stressful. So they're taking the evening off so they can get stuff done. So it's just the three of us. I'm sorry, or congratulations. One of the two. <laughs> It'll be fine. I, for one, right. am not sorry, because this is going to be a shit show. It's going to be fun. It's going to be hilarious, <laughs> and we love it. Yay! Being sandwiched between two guys right now. It's pretty great. Mm-hmm. All right. We encourage feedback. You can send us feedback on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. At, to myself at Hey It's Orchid, uh, Mrs. Hyven is at Mrs. Underscore Hyven, and Elemist finally changed his name to at I underscore am underscore Elemist. What do you mean? I know it was finally. like a month ago. <laughs> I know it was yeah, like a month ago. Yeah, it was ago. a month ago. <laughs> Thanks I'm for still taking it finally because it's still not <laughs> like there aren't a bunch of sevens and threes in it, like some sort of like lead hacksaw. So. Hey, hey, Orchid, the Berlin <laughs> Wall finally came down. It came down on my birthday, actually. Really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, you can send us an email uh, if you want to send more than 240 characters at us at a time at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. Um, specifically you can looking at you, Arf. Yeah, Arf. Well, he just <laughs> he just spams words at us now, like in Discord. So, hey, you can join yeah. our Discord if you want to be like Arf and just like send us lewd memes and you know be in our animal crossing community and all those fun things um our instagram is guardians of lore or guardians so flore depending on how you want to read it uh we sometimes remember to post stuff on it i'll probably put up a picture of my cat later for funsies um you can also please leave us a review wherever you can find the podcast um you know google play apple podcasts that helps people find our podcast and um we really appreciate it like any feedback is really good like good or bad because we would like to know like what kind of shit show this is for people who are listening to it so anyone you can also um (laughs) you can also find our information um at thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators and then we're there too um Wicked, where can we find you on the internet? Okay, so I have Twitter, Xbox, PlayStation, and PC uh, accounts all labeled under the same thing. Uh, Wicked Jester, W-Y-K-I-D-J-E-S-T-R. Go Basically going awesome on YouTube, I have a small lore setup videos as well as a few comedy ones that will be expanded on here before too long uh hopefully i can get some more out before deploying yeah yeah um <laughs> i've got yeah that's that's pretty much mainly it my twitter fo- usually focuses on mostly destiny 
uh, stuff and a little bit of Warhammer stuff thrown in there. So been uh, trying to mix things up and have some fun with it. Neat. So go find him on the internet. He's pretty great on Twitter. If You should at least follow him there if you don't. <laughs> so you could probably find him through my own Twitter, too, if you don't remember how to spell his name. Because for reasons, I guess. I don't know. Um, I, pop, I pop up a lot of inappropriate images on people's Twitter feeds. Yep. I get messages a lot. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's it's amazing. It's great. Yep. <laughs> um, so we're going to move into our twoggle section this week at Guardians of Lore. Um, it says 20 minutes max. You can't tell me what to do, Elmist. And then he bullshit, said, bullshit, I can't. I can't. So... <laughs> Like, probably pretty accurate, but no. I am a strong, independent woman. I can do whatever the fuck I want right now because I'm driving this shit show. Hey, hey, so, hey. So, what? What? Me what? too. What? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you a strong, independent woman or are you driving? I'm driving. I'm host tonight, which means you're, oh. Yes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Just leave it at that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Things you learn. All right. Um, we're still in quarantine. Can you tell? <laughs> it's been like five weeks for me since I've seen a human. Help. Help me. I've got a roommate, so I at least see one every now and then. I have four. I got... You have great. kids. They're doing school at home. How are you parasites. enjoying that? <laughs> your, your fault that they are in this world, sir. They they are. It is indeed my fault. You it's, are the one that fine. did this. <laughs> you don't get to complain. You ever look at uh, them and just go, I created this problem? <laughs> yes, You can I fix have. this problem, too. And then I immediately look over the medicine cabinet and go, nope. And then right back to the kids and I'm like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so how's it been having your kids at home with you all the time oh my god work um i have a new appreciation for why i pay state taxes uh to pay for teacher salaries i will say that much um and at yeah, this point just, teachers oh, are god. underpaid <laughs> yeah oh oh yeah i definitely agreed with that from the beginning but it's just being able <laughs> this to reinforces just, it oh yeah just having to because North Carolina is one of the schools that did not shut down its school systems. So we've we've been doing the homeschooling thing the whole time since uh, they've been quarantined. And it's just lesson plan after lesson plan after lesson plan. And it's first thing in the morning, you get updated, hey, this is what we're doing today. And if you're even, with the way that me and my wife have it worked out, I go into work the majority of the week and take over one day a week so that she can go in. Um. With the way that system works, if I'm not staying on top of it and, you know, catching up with what they were doing for school, I come in the next day and I'm just like, okay, where's y'all's homework? It's all online. Where is it online? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to call <laughs> mom and start digging for all this stuff. Oh, man. So, yeah, so it's yeah, even it's, more homework for you. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really is. And that's what it ends up turning into is it's just it's homework it's a second job now where as soon as you come home or i guess third really if you count being parent but you as you come home now you've got to teach your kids uh in addition to all the stuff that you did at work uh you got to teach them 
all the stuff that they were learning in school, which means if you don't understand it, then that means you have to learn it yourself. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I hate the way they teach math now. I hate it. (laughs) Does it? I don't know how they teach math now. Because the last thing I ever taught was college. So. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of the freaking system that it's called, but it's the one where you, they're using little bubbles to give the uh, estimations and things like that. And it's like... Bitch, learn so, how to add. Yeah, like, it's, what it's, the fuck it, is wrong put, with show you your children? Work for, show your work for 10 plus 4. And I'm like, it's 14. It's 14. <laughs> like, there's you no showing shits. your work to it. Just put it right. down. Okay, right. I'm <laughs> calling out to all teachers listening to this right now. Stop teaching your kids a stupid way of doing things. Because once they get to college, if I see a God. fucking bubble being drawn because they don't know how to fucking add, I will fail them and throw them back into your pleading fucking arms. So don't do that. Please do. Please do. That would be hilarious. Don't set them up for failure like that because... That's not how you add in the workplace. That's not how you do engineering or chemistry or science of any sort. If I fucking see that, I will end their lives. Don't do it. No, like, you know what this all boils down from? The fact that politicians are, are like, they haven't set foot in a classroom in ages, and they're the ones that are passing down what needs to be taught, how. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I've heard both sides of the argument. I think it's because part of the system, part of the idea behind it was to introduce them to abstract concepts prior to moving on to other grades so like they they're essentially learning like the more complex the more complex things that we were we were taught like in algebra and things like that like that they were they're learning the basic core concepts of that now so they can start thinking outside of just what's on the paper and memorization so i i get it it's just really aggravating because it's it's really hard to teach kids to understand that (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I wish them good luck when they finally get a job after they graduate. Good fucking luck job. with that. I'm I'm just hoping that far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, they can have luck with good it or not, just as long luck. as they get a job. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, Orchid's angry today. This is going to be a great episode. Oh boy! <laughs> right. Uh, 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 I picked up on a little bit I of was... hostility there. Just, I, just a little I bit. I took five months. I work for a nonprofit when I'm not working in my actual tree search job. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the first day back in five months because I took a long break because I lost all of my employees at my other job. So I had to do everyone's job. They couldn't do both. So I took a bunch of time off. So today was my first day back. And I'm like, what has happened since I was gone? <laughs> like, Orchid this just walks in. There's a, a huge of... fire out of the fourth story window. And she's just like. It, yeah. It's me walking into the pizza. <laughs> and the entire apartment's on fire. <laughs> like, guys, I haven't been gone that long. What the fuck is happening? So that mm-hmm. was my day today. Elmas, are you still just working from home? Yeah, working from home. Um, it's it, this past week. I've been having a hard time focusing. So is, and I think. So, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think a lot of that is just from the fact that, like, before a couple of days ago, I hadn't really left the apartment complex in like seven weeks. So, right. question for you, Elvis, uh, from me. A lot of people that I've been talking to that have been working from home, doing like the, uh, the call, like the uh, joint calls and everything like that, they're telling me that they feel like they have more work to do now than they ever did. 
Is that basically you're kind of feeling from it? Honestly, like, <laughs> I would love to say yes, but my place is so like my the part of the company that I'm working in. Mm-hmm. Like we're having to fight the actual company culture for a lot of what we do. Mm-hmm. So it just means that I fight a little less hard and it's, gotcha. I spend a little less time. Okay. Yeah, my, my dad's been doing the teleworking for his business. And it's just like, I guess the 45 minutes he shaves off of having to drive into work in the morning, their guys were just like, Oh, that's 45 more minutes. You can spend working on these projects. And <laughs> so they've been trying no, to just ring and drive for, for everything. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not how that works. Like, <laughs> I have heard that more people are having to do more. Th- there was like some report out that was like people are working three extra hours per week because they're working from home. I'm like bullshit. Don't do that to yourself. I mean, if they're paying you overtime for it. But if you're salary, there's no reason to. Yeah, correct. Yeah, if you're salary. Yeah, I'm. I'm oh. salary. Yeah. So yeah. like. It doesn't matter yep. if I work forty hours or fifty. I'm I'm indentured servitude. <laughs> so it's not, I don't really get much of a choice. <laughs> it's like you're working. No, I don't want to. Really? Just kidding. Really? <laughs> really, you don't want to work? Uh, I think the the government would have something to say about that. Yeah, maybe. Just maybe a just a little bit. bit. Uh huh. Just a little bit. Um. So, uh, moving on. What have you guys been doing in Destiny? What do you think of Guardian Games? Etc. Because I have one Titan and one Warlock here with me. So, opinions? The Wicked, you want to go first? Really good and silver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if, if that's how they're doing it. <laughs> yeah. As... I don't know. I kind of, I've I've expressed some of this before with on Twitter. Um, I definitely, I definitely think Guardian Games had some potential, but I don't think it was executed really at the right time nor in the right way. Um, I think there was a lot of confusion with some of the events and with some of the way that the like the flags were shown and some of the per, some of the clarity and the bounties. Um, and really with everybody having so much time right now stuck at home, the, the people who aren't having to continue working from home, um, as much of a shitty situation as that also is, they, they have time to grind this stuff out. And I think they're kind of getting tired of the model of, Hey, let's just bring out some new bounties and call that seasonal content. So I think there's that involved with it i think there's a little bit of burnout with it i think there's a lot of i guess the social anxiety thrown in with it as far as the popularity of the event so overall i think it was a good idea i think it was kind of executed poorly but it is what it is some some events are hit and some events are miss so elmas what about you i kind of agree along the same road like, honestly, I thought it was just going to be, oh, hey, go do bounties. 
do the same stuff that you've grinded a year and a half for. And it was exactly that. Um, although some of the bounties are actually pushing me to try different uh, builds than I normally would. Like mm -hmm. sunspots are actually kind of fun. You know what? I will agree with you. Those spots are I'll super just... fun. The, uh, That's like the first the... thing I gravitated towards. Some of the the uh, like if if they did events where or if they had bounties that were more like the ones that we have in this event, I will say that the the quality of some of the bounties is pretty interesting. Like the uh, the Voidwalker ones that they have, where you have to kill ten enemy ten enemies in a single devour effect, or you have to kill ten ten enemies with devour active uh, in one life. Well. The part that was confusing about it was that you actually have to kill 10 enemies while Devourer is active with your powered melee in one activation. <laughs> That's how you do it? I have to be able <clears throat> to figure it out. Yeah, so you have to keep Devourer going long enough for your melee to recharge and then kill another enemy. And you have to do that for this whole consecutive period without dying. Fuck that. I'm never going to do that. It's, like, I'm it's glad pretty, you figured it's pretty it out. Insane. It's, it can, yeah. Well, I figured it out because I, I've been stuck on it for like half an hour trying to figure out how do I get progression in this. And mm -hmm. it finally just, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep it going. Just <laughs> just keep killing shit. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, blink, done. Yeah, and then it popped for me and I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, no well, shit. Well, fuck. <laughs> um, no, like, so for, for Titan... Um, the one that's closest to that is kill 10 enemies with a single fist of havoc. And, but like, I know exactly that's easier, where I do that. Though. That's really easy. Right. I've had no, all I'm saying is that's that the closest that we, that, that yeah. Titans have. Um, really? That's the closest yeah. that you guys have? Mm-hmm. The one, the Titan one that I'm not doing is like get distance kills with your hammers because I'm like, what the fuck kind of distance do I need? Because oh, I'm yeeting oh, it across oh, the map yeah, they, and I'm still not I have getting to get that with my Dawn Blade. I have to okay. literally like cross map them with my freaking Dawn Blade. I'm like, yeah. it has an arc. I can't reach that far. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what I've been doing is go to Shirochi, farm that as many times as you need. Oh, see, I have a super secret lost sector that I use to farm all of my kills that I won't share with anybody. <laughs> and I've been finishing all my bounties super quickly, except that one. I've not been doing that one. Well, and, but... and so, like, the one that was painful for me at first was get long distance kills with a Titan Sentinel Shield. Because, well, hear me out. So the I, reason I, I was having waiting. Waiting. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're waiting. Yeah. The reason I was having issues with it is because <laughs> for some reason I couldn't judge the distance well enough. And what I thought was long distance wasn't long enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yep. my problem, yeah. So I just went to Shirochi and I activated it, stood by the stairs and just kept throwing shields. Yep. <laughs> With my yep. my gambit prime. <laughs> That's how I finish setup. a lot of my catalysts are finished in Shirochi. Yeah, I just yep. for the long distance one, I don't, I don't even think I ever actually completed that bounty just because I couldn't figure out a, an area where the enemy spawned far enough away where I could actually get the kills. Yeah, and it's There's... not happening in a in a crucible match. I can tell you that right now because nope. <laughs> we tried to no. literally cross map somebody with Dawnblade, and it was like nope, no kills. <laughs> you mother. 
yeah 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 i don't know i've been trying to do it on both my warlock and my titan because um i found out titans are a lot of fun and i've been meaning titan lately Traitor. it also helps that i only play with titans Traitor. that's a thing now because mm-hmm. so we can all Rick give you morning. advice yeah on titan but yeah nobody can give you advice on anything else <laughs> no <laughs> pretty much <laughs> I'm not uh, going to take warlock advice from you. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And she changes mains like most people change underwear. Oh, my underwear is really cute. So oh. whatever. <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, during Guardian games, yes, they change it more than change mains more than they do underwear. <laughs> yep. I haven't. I actually even outside um, of Guardian games took out my hunter <laughs> once. Did one bronze medal. And mm-hmm. haven't touched it since, because I am sabotaging. <laughs> so. Oh, That's like mean. I logged, I logged onto my hunter and warlock, got the one gold medal at the very beginning for each of them, and then yep. just never touched it again. Yep, same thing. Yeah, <laughs> sabotage. Uh huh. Uh huh. But like, I've actually been I doing stuff on orchid. my. I've actually been doing stuff on my warlock though, so you can't get mad at me for that because I'm uh-huh. turning in my medals on my warlock. Uh huh. Uh-huh. All right. But like, I... how many? I'll remember this. Uh huh. I don't think one or two. Like, I don't think the individual warlock or hunter is going to make that big of a difference. Like. No. But still, it's the principle of the thing, and she knows better. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, yeah for shame, Orchid. For shame. <laughs> God, I can feel the disappointment from here. Sucks. <laughs> and it's not even from me. Fuck, it's that look, too. God damn it. Well, we're going to move on, because uh-huh. I'm simply uncomfortable. Let me tell you about this cat I found. <laughs> oh, God. Everyone go to Orchid's Twitter, find the thread about the cat, because I had a black cat visit me the other day, and it was the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life, and he kept, like, meowing at me through the window, and wanting to visit me at, like, my door, and Toki was not fucking having it, and it was really cute, so everyone should go look at that. That's it. Yeah, Toki was mad. I named him the Drifter. Toki was mad. He's like, Rah! Oh, really? He doesn't make noise, usually, so. Toki doesn't meow ever uh, he just purrs but he was making like, a lot of noise my, i was like get away what the fuck is making noise because i was like i'm not hearing cat things am i i did i heard cat things from him it was weird so what's everyone drinking tonight um i'm drinking monsters and margaritas that goes together it does absolutely what kind of Monsterita? monster are you drinking Only the best kind of monsters. I have an entire <laughs> case of those in my house. I'm just going to dub it a monster in my car. <laughs> I drank all of mine and then I had to buy more. And I'm so glad Amazon's like, yes, this is a necessary thing. We're going to send this to you right now. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> they know. Um, I'm horrible with monsters. Freaking, when I was a combat unit, so you know the, um, the big Sam's Club case you can buy from. Uh, mm-hmm. That's got like, what is it, 32 or something freaking 
monster mm-hmm. cans in it. I would empty those in a week and a half. That's at mo- me. Like, I have two yeah. a day at work. Yep, same here. Usually one before work and one at work in the mornings, if not three. But because I've been home, I've really not been having any. And the caffeine withdrawal was real, guys. Oh, my God. Oh, I've, I've been so, through that. Somebody get me an IV. It was really I've, rough. I've been through that. Yeah. Caffeine now that I've been waking up. Not at, fun. No. I've been waking yeah. up at 445 to play Destiny with Man at Arms on his stream every morning. So I've been having a lot more caffeine lately. Well, that's good. Then. That's good. Yeah. Get myself back on my caffeine schedule. <laughs> I'm drinking water. Yeah. Elmas, what are you drinking? I have a Yeti that's full of um, Bold Rock hard cider. I'm glad you put it in your coffee tumbler. Absolutely. <laughs> are those the ones that you can like knock over and they don't spill? Oh, no. It, it, it can spill. Oh. Um, <clears throat> no, like I wanted to go get vodka. So I could do a screwdriver while we were doing human fall flat, which did not happen this week. Um, yeah, stuff has but, been busy. We're still planning on doing that. Well, and, and so like I wanted to go get vodka. I live in Virginia. Oh, choice. Um, they do not sell hard liquor in regular stores. You have to go to an ABC store to buy that too we have to go to a state-run store really and the yeah. closest one is like on the other side of the mall and i'm not gonna walk you know 30 minutes i we our liquor stores are like really heavily controlled by the state we can only buy like beer and wine at normal stores but i can buy mm-hmm. weed like pretty much wherever i want <laughs> right but i can't buy <laughs> vodka Except at a state-run store, so like, please explain that to me, right? Oregon. I'd love to hear from you, <laughs> state of Oregon. Please write to Oregon at hey, it's Oregon on Twitter. I mean, Tell me why the you know fuck I can't buy sense. booze. In, in okay. my opinion, that makes a lot more sense. Okay, please explain why. Tell me a reason. <clears throat> because hard alcohol, from what I have seen, is way more dangerous than anybody I've ever seen smoking marijuana. <laughs> That's true. Actually, I would agree with you. So, so essentially. You see a lot more mean alcoholics, you know, mean drunks, than you do mean potheads. Yeah, when was the last time you saw a pothead sit there and go like, oh, now that I've had all this weed, uh, uh, man, I think I'm going to go and, you know, kick somebody's ass. No, they'd be like. (laughs) (laughs) At the very least, they're like. Sliding out of his Man, where can I get some Cheetos? (laughs) Right? It's like, I want to get in the car and beat somebody's ass. No, you want to get in the car and go get some munchies. <laughs> yep. Dude, Darko that Bell's like 20 minutes from here. Matter of fact, I actually saw a sign today that they took down. I'm pretty positive there was an anti-drinking and driving sign here in Jacksonville. They took mm-hmm. down the sign and said, "Here, here's a sign that you should stop smoking or that you should stop smoking marijuana and driving. <laughs> it's, li- it's literally a sign for that on our highway now instead of drinking and driving. <laughs> I'm like... Is that a problem? Like, is, it, <laughs> is, that, is um, that really an issue that we're running into here? Is it legal in your state? It is still illegal in my state. That's why I was kind of wondering. About it. That's weird. Is that a bigger problem than dr- drink? Dr- fuck. 
drinking and driving is that you're yes that <laughs> okay words are hard we got this guys uh, uh. this is what happens when there's only three of us we don't have mrs hyman to keep us on track right <laughs> yeah. uh, i guess we should like start getting into the thing with the stuff so i can hear both of your beautiful voices read to me this is my favorite part of the entire night by the way <laughs> do you guys have anything else you want to talk about in the twoggle before i move on i'm good are you sure i ran garden of salvation with hyven and his team on pc oh yeah nice. how'd that go oh yeah it was a divinity run and we got it nice nice everybody took uh, I didn't need it, but everybody else did. Sweet. Oh, nice. Um, I still have not gotten any. The raid weapons are the only ones that... I, the raid exotics, those are the only ones I don't have. I don't have any of them. Well, Divinity is a little bit different to get than all the other ones. This is true. I'm I'm missing Teraba, but it's kind of Terabo. I heard it's really Teraba, so you're not missing much. Yeah. I still only have 10 voices. I'm waiting for the other 990 voices <laughs> to show up. Yeah. Anyway, um yep. yeah, no, it it was it was good. Uh we got it done in like 3 or 4 hours. Okay. Which I mean, it was a divinity run, so you kind of had to do three or four hours. Um, so the actual, I'm not the actual. I'm not. Sorry, no, go ahead. I'm not exactly familiar. What do you, so? What is it that, that's different about the divinity run from the normal raid? So, you have to do extra puzzles uh, okay. using the the tether mechanic. Um, have you for anybody who hasn't done the raid? Um. There's a it's little like gambit, vex... but in a raid. Well, so so the tether mechanic that I'm talking about, there's a little vex cube that's just kind of floating somewhere, <laughs> and that is what starts the tether. Um, and it just chains between guardians, and you can't super, you can't shoot your gun, can't use any abilities. It's like you're just stuck. Um, you can move around until you break the tether, but it's if you break the tether, it's like, you know, what's the point then? Um, yeah. So Damn. for the Divinity run, it's, I want to say six or seven little different tethering puzzles outside of the actual encounters. Um, and once you start the run you have mm -hmm. to finish it or else you have to start all over again so if we get to the boss and we call it a night we have to start from square one in the raid and do all the puzzles again all you know get back up to the boss Oof. right so yeah, it's a would... all or nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can see so that really annoying real quick <laughs> for clarification i've only done it the divinity way and i've not done it the normal way oh nice how i don't know how the raid it, actually though? goes without the divinity way i've done it once to get divinity and that was it 
So you, you go through the raid again, and you're going to be like, oh, this is way easier. Or I'm going to be like, <laughs> well, oh, I don't know what's going on at all. Well, no, because like all the actual puzzles <laughs> for Divinity are between mm-hmm. the encounters. So oh, okay. it doesn't change the actual so raid really encounters the or gameplay. anything. No, okay. it just adds between, you know, Ex- getting to the encounters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would imagine one of them is probably across those lily pad things. Yes. In there. Okay. Yes, there is one in there. Yeah. Uh, there's one. Those look, those look really fun. There's one before the first encounter. There's one on the lily pads. There's two after you kill Frederick. Oh, right. Uh, we call the first bot bot. The bot? What? We kill the first bot. We call the first boss Frederick. Um, uh huh. Is there a story behind that? <laughs> we were running it the first week, and we got really pissed off at him. He, my British raid friend, was like, "You're a real Frederick right now." Was it Tristan? And we all just kind of yes, Tristan. Ah, hey Tristan. And we all and we all just kind of stopped, and we're like, "Did you just call him?" That's Frederick? his name. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> um, but there's two after that. <clears throat> two right at the Vex waterfalls, and mm-hmm. that's it. So okay. one, two, right. six. Yeah, I was just interested. Like, like I said, I, I have not gotten any of the raid exotics for D two. I swear to God, it's no matter how many runs I do with. Any of the raids, I've, I've never gotten one. It's just, whatever. Kind of gave up chasing them. I was like, all right, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, just just interested in finding out what, what the kind of mechanics were behind it. No, it's it's so. a lot of tethering. Um, the last... Tying, tying things down, I guess. Yeah. We had issues on the two that are after Frederick. Um, mm-hmm. Because there's one of them that you have to tether... And like the entire team tethers to themselves and creates like kind of like a circle. Okay. And as you're going to the place that you need to go, um, supplicants spawn. So you can't shoot, you can't super, you can't do anything except outrun the supplicants or bait them into exploding. So it's, it's just more fun a to bait bunch of people moving back and forth. So technically, I guess you could call it like a circle jerk. Where they're yep. just running around. <laughs> yeah. You're just jerking back and forth. And this yeah, has just been sexy raid mechanics with Wicked and Elmas. <laughs> circle jerk, the, the succubus. Yeah. <laughs> e, your clan does a lot of like raid first time like walkthroughs and sharpening of people, right? Yep. You do like a lot of teaching. Yeah. Nice. That's really cool. It's cool to have clans that are that go out and do that mm-hmm. and are willing to teach people because a lot of people aren't. And yeah. actually, I've I've been meaning to set up um, teaching raids for uh, podcast followers. Hey, you can so right I play on Make Xbox and PC. We will be setting that up sometime soon. 
the brief intro to the topic says <laughs> this lore book is obtained by speaking with Eris every week after the completion of the Shadowkeep campaign. Eris, I'm just gonna put there, no one likes you. You wear a lot of brown. Get different colors, sweetie. Like, really? You're on the moon. The colors are the reason why you go there? Yeah. Her outfit sucks. Uh, she. Orchid belongs in the Shader Brigade. This is true. I, I forgot about that. I the Fashion Award. Come on. Her like, Xbox handle is Burnished Orchid. It's a. Sh- <laughs> it's literally a shader. I am a. Sh- I'm the embodiment of a shader. I don't even like that shader. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna own it. Damn it. Brief side story. <laughs> um, I was playing with Chaos and Mana Arms. Um. Mm-hmm probably like a week ago and he said oh yeah i changed the color of my armor you should look at it i'm like okay so my screen was loading really slowly but rick looked at it he's like why is it green because he's like yeah i'm wearing like the blood of my teammates on my thing i'm like what the fuck does that even mean he put burnished orchid all over his outfit (laughs) it was like a very very long drawn out way to just like put the shader of like my gamer tag on his armor and it made me laugh really hard and it was really funny it was like <laughs> fuck you that was hilarious it's <laughs> like no 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 just wait for it wait for it wait for it he's killed me more than it once <laughs> so it was also funny <laughs> i completely unintentionally we have killed each other multiple times so i love it because anyway. rick's just like why the fuck are you green yeah, and, and he's that's just exactly. There, like, I could nope, probably find wait for it. Wait for his it. teammates are or- his teammates are orcs. That's what that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> I think he did ask, "Why the fuck are you green?" I'd have to go back and look for it. I don't remember what day it was, but I think as of the time of this recording, the video on demand is still up on Twitch. Yep. Okay. Um, Wicked, you are our first reader. <laughs> Congratulations. Do I need to do it in like the voice of the of the video, or am I good like this? You can read it however you want, sweetie. Dealer's uh, choice. Yeah, you can read it sexy, or you can read it more sexy. Oh, really? Whatever. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, for the sake of your listeners, I'll read it as normal. <laughs> for the sake of your listeners, for the sake of the host, like. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get through you guys reading four of the six entries. Like, I can't. All right. Serious face. Serious face. All right. One of your philosophers said, It is not to be thought that the life of darkness is sunk in misery and lost in sorrow. There is no sorrow. For sorrow is a thing that is swallowed up in death. And death and dying are the very life of the darkness. He was a shoemaker. He was right, and it matters more than anything. According to him, the visible world is a manifestation of eternal light and eternal darkness, and it is in eternal opposition that eternity has revealed itself. The fall was necessary for creation to escape its first imperfect stasis and seek a truer form. Heresy? Well then, I am the Heresiarch. The philosopher died of a bowel disease. Those who do not exist cannot suffer, 
and are of no account to any viable ethics. If the true path to goodness is the elimination of suffering, then only those who must exist can be allowed to exist. It is the nature of life to favor existence over non-existence, and to prefer the fertile soil to the poisoned wind, because those who open their mouths to that wind pass from this world, and leave no descendant, whether of flesh or thought. But imagine the abomination of a world where nothing can end and no choice can be preferred to any other. Imagine the things that would suffer and never die. Imagine the lies that would flourish without context or correction. Imagine a world without me. Oh, that was that was amazing. I get serious um, with my voice. I love I love these these entries. It's just ugh. yeah. Ugh. No, like I could definitely feel it. So this is this mm. is talking. It, it's pretty much an introduction. Like this author is just talking. Um, I do like the bit about the the philosopher at the beginning. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a shoemaker. He was right, and it matters more than anything. It, it and just, that's a legitimate quote, too. Yeah. Um, I I don't know from who though. Um, I actually had that pulled up at one point. I'm trying to remember the if I had it. I don't have it saved. But it, it was a genuine philosopher's quote. I'm trying to remember exactly what region he was. Yeah. I'm Jacob Bomey? Yep. That sounds right. Jacob Bohm? Bomey? No. Wait, hold on. Is that it? Uh, it looks like it was from something called Blood Meridian. That might be it. It was a play, or uh... yep, that is him. Yep, Mark McCarthy. Boom. Anyway, <clears throat> so. um, but yeah, I. Orchid thoughts. Honestly, when you said like in a world, I was just like my I thought of like trailers, so I went completely blank. Honestly, I have nothing to say about this card. I got cracked. Right, like he got to the very end, and it was like, imagine the lines that would flourish without context or corrective. Imagine a world without me. And I'm I'm sitting here like starring in Arnold world. Schwarzenegger in a <laughs> world without <laughs> me. Like, okay, cool. I was getting cheese out of the fridge. If you guys wanted to know what I was doing, okay. What cheese is important? You're gonna need it for this book. It's 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 really the best part today, of a meal. So. Mm-hmm. It is a it and is life. A meal Fuck you. <laughs> I really like this entry as an intro, just because it's, as far as like, whenever you're starting a conversation, it's, it's, it's actually kind of textbook whenever you're starting a speech 
as far as a, I'm trying to remember the actual term for the type of speech um, when you're trying to convince someone to your point of view. Um, anyway, you, you get taught it in school and whenever you're an instructor and you're actually trying to give these, these kinds of speeches, one of the things that you always try to bring up is <clears throat> basically an example of your point in the past, the possibility of a you know, the worst possible scenario in the beginning. That way you can be like, set the stage for, hey, I don't want this or I don't want what this person's talking about. Because obviously from the very get-go, he's sitting there looking at us and saying, hey, look, you know, what, imagine all the things that would suffer and never die. These, these, he's making it a very relatable thing to court or to tell us. He's telling us, hey, look, uh, these are bad things. And he's definitely setting the stage for a convincing argument to make you feel like from the very beginning he's in the right or she i'm sorry she it the sister he she it uh, i think one of the one of the references was actually i uh, did give did give the both light and darkness the she pronoun as far or, i'm sorry tough. the gardener and winnower as she's Ooh. so anyway yeah. No, I, I agree. It's a good intro. Will I read the next card? Yeah. I'll be covering Gardener and Winnower. Once upon a time, a gardener and a winnower lived together in a garden. Well, it was once before a time, because time had not yet begun. And we did not live. We existed as principles of ontological dynamics that emerged from mathematical structures as bodiless and inevitable as the primes. And it was the field of possibility that prefigured existence. They existed because they had to exist. They had no antecedent and no constituents. And there is no instrument of causality by which they could be portioned into components and assigned to some schematic of their origin. If he followed the umbilical of history in search of some ultimate atavistic embryo that became them, you would end your journey marooned here in this garden. In the morning, the gardener pushed seeds down into the wet loam of the garden to see what they would become. In the evening, the winnower reaped the day's crop and separated what would flourish from what had failed. The day was longer than all of time, and the night was swifter than a glint of light on a falling sugar crystal. Insects buzzed between the flowers, and worms slithered between the roots, feeding on what was and what might be, the first gradient in existence, the first dynamo of life, Rain fell from no sky. Voices spoke without mouth or meaning. A tree of silver wings bloomed, yielded fruit. Shed feathers bloomed again. In the day between the morning and the evening, the gardener and the winnower played a game of possibilities. I got really distracted because you said loamy soil. 
I have a master's degree in social I was about studies. to say, the, the, the garden yeah. herself. Yeah. I got, okay. I am like, I love all of this just because of like all the gardening references because it's like what mm-hmm. I do. Because but, tree search. Um, tree search, but yeah. I mean, and technically soils that trees live in and not gardens, but it's pretty much the same thing. Just on a bigger scale. But um, if you have to like really read it like three or four times to really like understand what they're saying and like the beauty of the prose. The prose is like disgustingly purple. It's a lot like the Maricena books in that respect, where it's just like word vomit on a page. Yeah. Like mm. I'm very much a, I'm I'm a scientist like through and through. I'm very much a please get to the fucking point, like. But there is, like, there's something about using the written word to, like, really craft a story. And that's where I really like this entire book because it's, it it unfolds like a flower. Like, the whole thing blooms and it's beautiful. I don't have anything about, like, the topic unless you want to hear about loamy <laughs> soil. I actually do have one thing about the topic that I thought was extremely interesting that hasn't really become relevant until really this season hmm. um you guys read the web lore right or the um the comics not, not really comics but yeah the, the twitter lore they got launched yep. mm-hmm. about osiris going out and running yeah. out he took the, the uh, seed darkness. he didn't yeah. say goodbye to his husband and just went off to <clears> fucking <throat> space no but he came back with a very interesting object do you remember what yes. that object was orchid wasn't that the seed that he took it was a silver seed yeah, and this is the silver seed that makes the silver trees, isn't it? Well, we don't know that yet. All we know is that at some point Mara told him to plant it, and that, and we find out what happened to this tree later on. See, I know. I remember reading the web lore, and like my brain exploded after I read it because I'm like, <laughs> just mm-hmm. like, yeah. See. It's like a fourth wall break inside of a fourth wall break. <laughs> 16 walls. <laughs> too many walls. See, you, you, your mind went there. My mind saw, you know, a tree of silver wings. And I, me being the Titan, I immediately went to ruin wings. The flavor text for that says, in the garden grows a tree of silver wings. The leaves are ruined. Mm-hmm. The bark disaster. Of the seeds, we do not speak. But apparently we touch. <laughs> well, the last because time nobody there were tells seeds Bor- in a garden. Right? Because no. nobody tells Osiris what to do. Seeds- Osiris doesn't listen to anybody. He doesn't even listen to his fucking burb husband, okay? So. <laughs> right. Whatever. Osiris does what he wants to. <laughs> fucking Osiris. Fucking guy. Fucking Osiris. Okay. Literally. Uh, <clears throat> well, yeah. <laughs> but but in that's... Those, in that fan art I've seen. Oh, God. <laughs> I, but I do that like is, the, the whole... That's where my mind went. That's interesting. So, I wouldn't have thought of that. I, I wouldn't have thought of it either. Cause I, and you're right. That's one of those things where a Titan would probably be more likely to pick it up than... Or somebody who, who plays Titan regularly would be more likely to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, Good job, sweetie. Right. I do let's see. Especially since it was a D one exotic. <clears throat> it hasn't come back. I know. No. 
fucking love those things. I wonder if they, I wonder if they bring it back because of this. Maybe. Hmm. Oh, they should. So they're bringing all the other exotics back. So. And, and so these are the seeds. I'm assuming that the gardener pushed down into the wet loam of the earth. <clears throat> I do like how in the very start of this, it talks about how they existed because they had to exist, and where it talks about, or basically by making that statement, talks about them being fundamental, fundamental pieces of existence. Like they're not, they're not even so much beings so much as they are actual building blocks to reality itself. What? Can I talk about loam? Oh my god. <laughs> let's let's hear you talk about loam. <laughs> okay. Soil is brought into three different characteristics and it makes a pyramid. This is how all soil is classified. It doesn't matter what kind of soil it is, if it's sand or clay or silt, but those are the three things that mm-hmm. make a pyramid that are on each side of like the soil pyramid so loam sits like right in the middle of the pyramid it's like about 50 percent sand and about 80 percent silt and about 20 percent clay so all those things together make like the best soil for growing so if you're going to grow anything like loam is what you want to grow it in it's like really like the best soil that's like what you want so it's a, so it's appropriate that the it's, it's the perfect it. yeah no it's it's the perfect soil to grow things in hmm Hmm. I also Which think it's interesting that it's about talking it. about a triangle here. Pyramid. But hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Pyramid. Yeah. yeah. Soil pyramid. Yeah. Okay. But that's 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 how you know what the <laughs> mm-hmm. I hate you guys. Let me have my fun <laughs> with my soil. God damn it. <laughs> you can have your wet loam. <clears throat> We're not gonna touch your wet loam. <laughs> um, just push seeds down into it <laughs> why are you making it so sexual I just Love talked about pushing seeds into the garden I don't know what you're talking about all right. and I, just, I just said we weren't going to touch it that's all there you go. Yeah. Um, where's your mind going orchid I saw your faces don't look I, so I, innocent, both of you. <laughs> fucking pervs. Says one of the biggest pervs I know. Right? <clears throat> <clears throat> How dare you? That's slander and lies. You admitted thirsty on Maine. Is it? God damn it. <laughs> She's like, it's right. Um, <laughs> and, and Mrs. Hyven, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh god! Getting this back to the card. Got so much more right now. <laughs> Sorry. Right, right. Uh, getting back to the card, and I like I'm still stuck on the silver wings. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing I didn't notice until after we got another conversation going, the perk on ruin wings is actually called Seed of Ruin. Hmm. And I'm I'm What does the perk what does the perk do? Yeah, what does it do? Uh heavy ammo has more chances of drop. Oh right. More more booms. Right. Damn it. 
the the way it's actually the way it's actually worded is heavy ammo drops more often and contains more ammo in each drop. Hard light. <laughs> or forget. Uh, what do you sleeper. call it? Sleeper. Oh, okay. Sleeper simulant. Yeah, it's just going to be a bunch <laughs> of sleepers everywhere. Sleeper's going to get a buff in season 11. Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's going to be season 12. Um, uh, <clears throat> the other thing I wanted to point out was it, they were talking and and I'm prefacing this by saying this is this has been joked before by the lore community. Um, they mention worms. Mm-hmm. And worms slithered between the roots, feeding on what was and what might be. The first gradient in existence, the first dynamo of life. It was joked by the lore community that this is the precursor to the hive and Ahamkara. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering... Was it a joke? Right. Right. I'm wondering if there actually is some truth to it. Because, like, all it says is just worms. But every time we see the word worms, it's related to the hive. Mm -hmm. Or the Ahamkara. I'm I'm interested if the... We'll say that in the case that it was the actual the Ahamkara, then my question would be, what are the insects it's talking about going between the flowers? Yeah, would that be them. would that be actual like? Well, actually, maybe the insects. This would are be vicious. this would be an interesting one to do. How about this? If you look at it from the flowers, talking about the mm-hmm. flower game itself, which we'll talk about which here in a I'm minute. Which I'm going to read. I know. If you talk about the flowers being like the individual galaxies or universes or however you want to talk about it, the insects buzzing between them, spacefaring species running between them, and then the worms burrowing through between the roots using things like the uh, the ascendant realm. Those those other dimensional passageways to move through the spaces. That would would actually make complete sense. Yeah, because I mean, the worms are going... I, I mean metaphorically they're going through the ground they're you know, through between the, the roots on a whole other plane than what everybody else sees mm-hmm. oh my god that makes total sense and the fact that Wait, they are feeding on the fact that it talks about the worms feeding on what was and what might be that's talking about the difference between the the new and now or the new the old reality and the new reality the same thing is what it talks about with the ahamkara feeding off of your desires and wishes where it Mm -hmm. essentially eats the reality that is not that is not what you want to replace it with the reality that you do want yeah the hive have singers that completely change worlds as they pass by well and and singing their songs to add on voices spoke without mouth or meaning Mm -hmm. yeah and to add on to what um what wicked was saying like what if this is the precursor to the ahamkara um and the hive are just bastardized ahamkara the ones that didn't quite make it you talking about the worm gods well cuz like 
so we know that that each of the worms actually feeds worm off of the host, whereas mm-hmm. Ahamkara feed off of others. What if they were just a bad evolutionary branch? It's a possibility. Some of the things, one of the things that I take away from this, and that I, where I think it's the most logical to me, anyway, is kind of a combination of because one of the things that we've talked about as far as the actual phrase "oh." whatever mind right that the ahamkara and the worms both use is that that phrase more or less likens back to the ancestor the common hit common ancestral heritage right so with that being said especially since we're talking about like abstract concepts at this point where it's it's talking to us about insects and flowers and worms because as it explains these are the closest concepts that we can truly understand, given the limited minds that we have. This this is our this is the easiest way that we can understand what the basic message is that the winner is trying to get across. And so if we look at that and say, okay, this is the original ancestor, I wouldn't even look at it as this is the original genetic ancestor, but so much as using the worms to describe what it does rather than what it is. One of the things that yeah. the Ahamkara and the worm and the worm gods both do is that they essentially worm their way into your mind, into your subconscious. They find out how to use you and then use you. Um, both the Ahamkara and the worm gods do this with Oryx and with us. Uh, obviously, Riven used us to, t- to fulfill the wish on the Dreaming City. Um, and the worm gods originally used Oryx and his sis- or her sisters to you know, get their way out of Fundament. Yeah. So I, that's that's kind of where I'm looking at it, uh, where with the when it comes to the Ahamkara, I look less at genetics and more at fundamental, fundamental spiritual philosophy and makeup, because I honestly don't believe with species like that you can judge anything based off of their appearance or genetics. Because if we if we really look at Riven who is exactly as she is in the raid and we've seen we've seen Riven. One of the things that myself and a few other people have talked about have been the skulls that you've seen of the Ahamkara, the dead ones. Yeah. Uh, there's one hanging over shacks. There's one or there's two of them underneath the Awoken City. Hugging uh, and Hugging and Moonin. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and given that those three Ahamkara died in different locations completely different unrelated locations and times. We came to the theory that more than likely, given that circumstance, that when Ahamkara die, they revert to their original skeletal structure. That skeletal structure doesn't look anything at all, even remotely close to the worms. That being said, they still use the same kind of phrases. They still use the same kind of reality manipulation techniques, so to speak. Uh, so I think that whenever it comes to an actual common ancestor, the likelihood of it being a genetic like precursor, I think is very low and more of a, I guess this, this species did this. So I learned how to do it from that species kind of situation. Right. More of like a, a spiritual successor. Hmm. Kind of like dark light and dark Jedi only they both suck. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I wanted to say that I think these flowers to even just give us a sense of scale 
that were much bigger than flowers. A whole flower garden is nothing mm-hmm. to us. But I think to them, entire worlds and universes are nothing. Mm-hmm. And it then just, the insects that like are all are even smaller than the flowers. Yeah, they can't even see. They don't give. They don't give a shit. We're like this itty bitty gnat. <laughs> Let me show you just how insignificant you are. <laughs> you see that <laughs> pollen They're like, molecule? Get the fuck right? off my trees. <laughs> See right. that little speck of pollen? Yeah, that's game. you. Yeah. 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 Now me and Elemis get to sit back and listen to you talk. Yay. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. This is the flower game. These are the rules of a game. Let it be played upon an infinite two-dimensional grid of flowers. Rule one. A living flower with less than two living neighbors is cut off. It dies. Rule two. A living flower with two or three living neighbors is connected. It lives. Rule three. A living flower with more than three living neighbors is starved and overcrowded. It dies. Rule four. A dead flower with exactly three living neighbors is reborn. It springs back to life. The only play permitted in the game is the arrangement of the initial flowers. This game fascinates kings. This game occupies the very emperors of thought. Though it has only four rules, and the board is a flat, featureless grid, in it you will find changeless blocks, stoic as iron, and beacons and whirling pulsars, as well as gliders that soar out to infinity, and patterns that lay eggs and spawn other patterns, and living cells that replicate themselves wholly. In it, you may construct a universal computer with the power to simulate, very slowly, any other computer imaginable and thus simulate whole realities, including nested copies of the flower game itself. And the game is undecidable. No one can predict exactly how the game will play out except by playing it. And yet this game is nothing compared to the game played by the gardener and the winnower. It resembles that game as a seed does a flower. No, as a seed resembles the star that fed the flower and all of the life that made it. In their game, the gardener and the winnower discovered shapes of possibility. They foresaw bodies and civilizations, minds and cognitions, qualia and suffering. They learned the rules that governed which patterns would flourish in the game and which would dwindle. They learned those rules because they were those rules. And in time, the gardener became vexed. So this is basically a card that sets the stage for our understanding of, of the game. Uh, gives us the basic rules and understandings that any player needs to know in order to operate the game. And then basically gives us a lead in towards how to, or how we can anticipate things changing from that. Because if you're playing a game and you know the rules, especially when it's something like very controlled as this game, um, it can get boring, if, especially if it keeps going over and over again. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, this is an actual game that you can find online. Uh, it has. Do you know what the uh, game is called, Elemis? I thought it was just the, the game of life. There you go. Uh, it is Not called the, game the of board life. game, Game of Life. Hmm. But. Yep. Yeah. Um, Conway's Game so, of Life. There we go. So, and the, the whole thing about playing, it's. It gives us an understanding of 
how the Gardener and Winnower operate in this game, and talk, and basically walks us through you know why they start why they play this game. That it's it is a as best a comparison as we can get, essentially to understand how the game is played and why they play it, because it's within their nature. That's again it goes back to the Gardener and Winnower kind of laws of existence. So gives us an idea to understand their lives and how they're constantly going through the universe. Um, I do like the fact that it lists the that it lists the rules out completely. Yeah, because the rules make sense, and if you start thinking on them, thinking of them on larger scales, they still make sense. Um, so, because it's it's essentially. I like looking at it as like the laws of evolution, where or survival of the fittest, or once you start getting <gasps> sword too logic. many. I'm sorry. Sword logic. Yes, so there is sword logic there. But once like overcrowding with with three flowers, then they all die because there's too much there. There's not enough supporting them, so that one has to survive or otherwise they die. <clears throat> so, but that's pretty much. That's pretty much my take on it. Uh, there was a word in here near the end that I wanted to talk about. Uh, they foresaw bodies and civilizations, minds and cognitions, qualia and suffering. So qualia is a noun, and the definition is the internal and subjective component of sense perceptions arising from stimulation of the senses by phenomena. So, mm -hmm. so it's it's talking about perception feelings? and it, right. It, it's talking mm -hmm. about feelings and suffering. You know, minds I don't and know cognitions. What are according to Elmus. Huh? I don't know what feelings are according to Elmus. Uh, we'll update your firmware later. Okay. Um, using XO, just plug in a new hard drive. The other line in here that got my mind kind of spinning was, "And in time, the gardener became vexed." Mm -hmm. Um. Just recently, somebody on Twitter posted that they found that the Shard of the Traveler has those same hexagon um, pillars that the time the corridors of time had, which was mainly controlled by the Vex. Mm -hmm. And we know that. I mean, we don't necessarily know it, but it's heavily inferred that. The traveler is either the gardener or an agent of the gardener, um, because it just life springs wherever it goes. My mind initially went to the fact that you know, and in time, the gardener became vexed. It started linking the the traveler with the vex. Hmm. 
for for me I would I wouldn't go go to that point because I don't think necessarily at this time right that the travelers that the traveler or travelers existed yet right all I'm saying is and in time you know it, yeah. it was just a, a small springboard that my mind just kind of wandered it is an interesting wording though yeah because we know Bungie doesn't write things half-assed. No, they don't. It's a nice. Li- it'd be a nice little coy plug. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> hmm. You guys want to read the next card? Hmm. You want to read the next card? I yeah. can read the next card. All right, let's go. And Wicked and I will both be covering the final shape. I'll be reading the part of the gardener. And Wicked is going to be doing the uh, The other. It always... No. (laughs) (laughs) It always ends the same, the gardener complained. This one stupid pattern. Aren't they beautiful? I asked as the flowers opened and closed in patterns beyond the scope of entire universes to encode, all devouring and perhaps everlasting. Not even we could know whether a pattern in the flowers would cycle forever or someday halt. They're as dull as carbon monoxide poisoning, the gardener groused. Although carbon monoxide did not yet exist, and neither did anything that could be poisoned. The gardener kneeled to flick a patch of sod with their trowel. It struck an open flower, causing it to shut. Although I was the closer of flowers, uh, and that was my sole purpose, I felt no fear or jealousy. We had our assigned dominions, and always would. They're majestic, I said. They have no purpose except to subsume all other purposes. There is nothing at the center of them except the will to go on existing, to alter the game to suit their existence. They spare not one sliver of their totality for any other work. They are the end. The pattern corrected the errant flower effortlessly. The great flow went on unchanged. The gardener got up and brushed their knees. Every game we play, this one pattern consumes all the others. Wipes out every interesting development a stupid boring exploit that cuts off entire possibility spaces from ever arising there's so much that we'll never get to see because of this pest they chewed at their cracked lip which existed only because this is an allegory i'm going to do something about it they said we need a new rule Orchid. Orchid. She's like, it's not my turn. (laughs) It's not my turn to comment. Yeah, but we both read for you. It's not fair. Right? I was enjoying the voices. It was pretty great. (laughs) Now you guys can comment on it, too. Because I don't understand what happens in this book. I'm dumb. 
essentially it was an argument between the gardener and the winnower. Yeah, um, they're tired of the same fucking game each time. They're like, can the we have The gardener new? is tired of it. The winnower likes the fact that it's it's going the exact way that it should. So the gardener's like, hey, we need a new rule. That's pretty much what I got from it. Where it's just the bo- the game was getting boring. I do like the whole mention of where the winner accidentally closes a flower, and I couldn't help but wonder a little bit if maybe that was <clears throat> if if the travelers did exist at this point. Uh, if that was the moment Fundament got snuffed out. <laughs> Because the traveler showing up there freaking caused the syzygy to happen because it was too much gravity pulling on the weight or on the the gas giant. (laughs) I could appreciate that. I could appreciate that. Mm -hmm. But it does say that carbon monoxide did not yet exist yet. So I'm assuming the gas giants did not exist. But I just thought it was a nice little... Kind of a nice little similarity there because if that's essentially what the gardener did and the darkness kind of used it to its, to its advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll be reading the first knife. I'll be covering the gardener again. And Wicked is going to be covering and the uh, the winnower, the winnower again. All right. I looked up in shock. I said, what? What do you mean? Special new rule. Something to... The gardener threw up their hands in exasperation. I don't know. To reward those who make space for new complexity. A power that helps those who make strength from heterodoxy. And who steer the game away from gridlock. Something to ensure there's always someone building something new. It'll have to be separate from the rest of the rules. Running in parallel. So it can't be compromised. And we'll have to be very careful so it doesn't disrupt the whole game. All you will do, I said, with rising panic fury, is delay the dominant pattern that will overrun the others. It is inevitable. One final shape. No, it'll be different. Everything will be different. Everywhere you look. Everything will be the same. Your new rule will only make great false cysts of horror full of things that should not exist, that cannot withstand existence, that will suffer and scream as their rich blisters fill with effluent and rot around them, and when they pop, they will blight the whole garden. Whatever exists, because it must exist, and because it permits no other way of existence, has the absolute claim to existence. That is the only law. No, the gardener said. I am the growth and preservation of complexity. I will make myself into a law in the game. And thus, we too became parts of the game. And the laws of the game became gnomic, and open to change by our influence. And I had only one purpose and one principle in the game. And I could do nothing but continue to enact that purpose. Because it was all that I was, and ever would be. I looked at the gardener. I looked at my hands. I discovered the first knife. 
Dun, dun, dun. First knife. Right. Oh, no. It's like saying, oh, no, I discovered him the first murderer. Oops. <coughs> Wait, he was so in you the mean, kitchen with a pipe. So you mean oh, Kane wasn't the first murderer? If Penns listens to this, he will curse your name. <laughs> Bring it. Congratulations, Penns. We're just ruining our own podcast. You don't even have to be here. <laughs> You're welcome. <clears throat> I gotta shout out Penns at the end just for reasons. <laughs> Alright, so what do you think, Gorgie? Um, Like... Because I don't have, like, the lore background that both of you have, um, I listen to this like a gardener would listen to it. Because I'm a, I'm a gardener, essentially. <laughs> like, that's my job. So, well, horticulture, but I don't know. So, like, just thinking of, like, that really is the difference, like gardener, gardener, and and winnowing or threshing, which is the mm-hmm. word that we use in the United States. We don't use winnowing. Um, it really is just like you're either trying to promote new things to grow, or you're trying to separate like the wheat from the chaff. And the chaff is essentially like the thing that's holding like the wheat seeds that you need to make flour and stuff. So it's just like mm-hmm. all the garbage on the outside. So it's really just like the guy who's just. Is the working good. environment this hostile? <laughs> More so. <laughs> People are Leave very like, particular alone. on their stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't have a hmm. whole lot to contribute, unfortunately. Well, I mean, that's that's good to know because I think that there's, whenever there's terms specifically like that that have very specific meanings, because gardener and winnower, they're words chosen very specifically, and they yeah. they have significance to the meaning of the story. So, it's nice to have somebody that works in that specific area, because if there's something that's brought up like loam, it's it's nice to have that where when gardening terms get brought up or with specific things where, for instance, the winnower's job is to separate things from, is to separate this, the actual... It's to take all the good stuff that you want and get rid of all the other stuff that you don't. Right. And that, that kind of, if you really think about it, puts a different perspective on the idea of the winnower. Because w- what you're saying there is that the winnower's job is not negative. No. And the winner's job is positive. It's just it might be perceived as negative by the person that's just trying to grow the chaos that is a garden because gardens are chaotic. And if you don't have it organized correctly, like you're going to have plants choking out other plants and your soil isn't going to have the right pH for that specific plant. Like I personally have I live in a really clay rich environment because Oregon has a lot of rain. So our soil has very low pH. So I can only grow certain things like grass grows really well here and roses and um hydrangeas and blueberries grow really well and so if i want to grow other things like azaleas have to have a lot higher ph soil so i have to keep those away from the plants that require that low ph like hydrangeas so like 
you have to plan a garden out. And it sounds like this gardener's like, no, we're just going to grow stuff wherever we want. And then the winnower's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, you want to get something out of the garden. You don't, don't you just don't want chaos. Like, well, I think they're both extremes of that viewpoint yeah. where it's one one wants everything to grow or they they want to experience the maximum variance mm-hmm. that, that is possible and the other one wants maximum order right so yeah um yeah sorry i could talk about plants all day I will that's not, good you're so. gonna need to here later <laughs> i just want to note that like it's very presumptuous of the gardener to just write himself into the game considering the only actual play that was allowed before this was the initial flower setup Mm -hmm. so i'm always wondering as far as whenever it's talked about a special new rule something to reward those who make space for complexity for new complexity a power that helps those who make who takes who make strength from heterodoxy. This is the in my this is from my understanding the integration of paracausality into the universe of destiny. Yeah, where this this is and when you think about it, paracausality is the embodiment of the winnower or of the gardener. Excuse me. Yeah, that is what the gardener is. It's it's chaos, and it's uncontrolled chaos and capability that paracausality can define or can be. So, whenever the ability to manipulate and shape that, that's where it talks about being able to make strength from being able to manipulate it. Um, to steer it away from gridlock, and I think that's where we had been was. At grid, we were in gridlock whenever the traveler was debilitated before we were arisen with our ghosts. Or so I think. Go ahead. Or could this actually be um, the gardeners deciding to create the traveler or travelers? Yeah, I mean, and that also goes into is the traveler the creator of these is the traveler the i should say instrument through which paracausality is distributed right i love that by the way this 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 next piece here is my absolute favorite piece because i used to love i love cell biology and i loved reading this this card this is called p53 Thank you for making room in your life for another talking ball. Let me ask you a question. In the three billion base pairs of your root species genome, there is a single gene that codes for a protein called P53. The name is a mistake. The protein weighs only as much as 47,000 protons, not 53,000, which has a difference of 7.86 to 8.86. Just letting you know. That's the orchid aside. Um, If you were a cell, you would think P53 was a mistake, too. It has several coercive functions to delay the cell's growth, to sterilize the cell when it is old, and to force the cell into self-destruction if it becomes too independent. Would you tolerate a bomb in your body waiting to detonate if you deviated from the needs of society? However, 
Without P53 as an enforcer, the body's utopian surplus of energy becomes a paradise for cancer. Cells cannot resist the temptation to steal from that surplus. Their genetic mortality degrades as... Their genetic morality degrades as tumor suppressor genes fail. The only way to stop them is by punishment. You now confront the basic problem of morality. It is the alignment of individual incentives with the global needs of the structure. Patterns will participate in a structure only if participation benefits their ability to go on existing. The more successful the structure grows, the more temptation accrues to cheat. And if the greater the advantage the cheaters gain over their honest neighbors, and the greater the ability they develop to capture the very laws that should prevent their selfishness. To prevent this, the structure must punish cheaters with a violence that grows in proportion to its own success. My question follows. Is P-53 an agent of the darkness or the light? I like this card for three reasons. The first is that it's gen- it proves that it is genetically built into us that punishment is an absolute necessity for life to be balanced and happy. Two, this is the absolute proof that you need for anti-cheater software in Destiny PvP. I was just going to say, are we talking <laughs> yeah. about trials? Because when I was reading oh the end, I'm like, God, oh, fucking yes. trials. It's in the goddamn lore cards. Bungie, where are you? <laughs> and the third part, the third part that I like about this is that it the... The final line there where it says, is P53 an agent of the light or the darkness? This is where we get to that whole conflict of morality that we start looking at and saying, what have become our own biases about the light and the dark? Um, What have we started developing within the game whenever we look at this and say, okay, what is the purpose or the motivation behind the light and the dark? Um, We look at the darkness as this force of evil. And that's just human nature in general. And you think about it even to our most basic instincts. Um, the light and the dark, just from natural human reaction, we we approach the light because it, it makes us more comfortable. It allows us to see better. We are built around being able to operate better in the light. Uh, we fear the darkness because we can't operate as well in it. Uh, this is an evolutionary thing that's been dictated by our species growing up the way it has. <clears throat> and that translates over into basically coming up with the same kind of things like what they do in mythology where they explain certain behaviors of human uh, or certain human behaviors by assigning a story to a natural behavior, or a natural thing that you do that can't quite easily be explained. So whenever we go into further concepts where we're talking about the darkness and the light and we carry this on and assign it to entities, we now look at the darkness and we look at these entities of light and say, okay, well, obviously if it's named darkness, then I don't like it. Uh, They're doing things that are bad for me, especially when you assign it to things like the hive, where you've got a bunch of, you know, undead soldiers that look or look like they're undead soldiers, essentially chasing after you and trying to kill everything in the galaxy, you automatically have this negative outlook on it. Um, Can't really say undead per se, because really that's what we are. Then you've got the light. (laughs) Then you've got the light where it's like, okay, the light clearly has to be the good guys because, you know, 
that this is they're the ones giving me my powers and brought me back to life and they've done so many good things for me but we don't look at the negative side of it um p53 legitimately this part of our part of our genetic makeup and that it does exactly what it says it's it's there to help our body control itself and keep ourselves from or keep our bodies from regenerating too much it keeps us from actually taking advantage of all kinds of different things for instance if you have uh that's what's one of the things that I was talking about earlier cysts in your body it assists with getting rid of those any kind of extra growths uh, if you develop things like wart like a wart is actually a perfect example of where your skin has too many nutrients in your body and it starts to develop on top of your skin that's that's an act or a part where p53 is not able or has not been able to enact on that spot and control the cells in that area of your skin so <clears throat> and as the greater structure, we as human beings look at that as a blemish. It's it's a negative thing because it's it's not supposed to be there. It's not natural to what we want. And that's pretty much what P53 does. It's supposed to eliminate those unnatural things that are not supposed to happen, that we don't want to happen to ourselves, that could be unnecessary or could be unhealthy for the rest of the system. Uh, and it lists cancer here as a possibility because cancer can occur naturally if it's not fought off by the body's immune system. So I, I do like the way that this talks about it and then brings into it the question of just because something's job is to kill and just because something's nature is to kill and punish does not make it a negative thing. It doesn't make it bad. That's what I like about it. And like yeah. I said, I like it. cards all it about just... punishment. So crack out the whips. P fifty three is really just the winnower for our body. Mm-hmm. If you didn't specifically say that, so I'm saying it. It's the one thing I'm contributing. Well, <laughs> well, and and so it's P fifty three isn't specifically about killing. Like it's about regulating. Mm-hmm. But that's what a winnower does. It regulates. Right. Which, that's that's the whole point of, of this card, is it's trying to convince us as guardians that, oh, I'm, you know, I might be doing, or I might have some powers that you don't agree with, but it doesn't mean that I'm evil. Well, and I think this that kind of goes back to the whole thing of perspectives. Yes, I think it's not. It's not even necessarily trying to convince us that it's not evil so much as it is trying to convince us that it does not. It does not measure itself the same way that we measure good and evil. It does not look at it the same way, and it's trying to reset our baseline for what our understandings of that are. Because I think I think that'll actually get addressed later on, as far as the whole morality of it. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. the the idea of the the greater the advantage the cheaters gain over their honest neighbors, uh, the greater the ability to develop to capture those laws that should prevent their selfishness. I think something like that would also be attributable. Something that could be go- attributed to the hive, where that's something where. They've cheated the process of death versus life. 
where they were able to escape Fundament, they started controlling the rules that should have kept them in at, at bay. So now the game has to evolve further, which goes back into, okay, so in order to counter the Hive and their ability to break these rules, what had to develop? There, had, there has to be a counterforce to it. And that's going to kind of build into a spin foil that I have later on down the line. So. Yeah. But. Eh. Anyone have I... anything else? Elmas, do you have anything? No. I... Anything to preview <laughs> for the next half of the book, guys? I'm absolutely ready for the rest next half of the book. Like oh, yeah. I said, I'm I'm all about this book. I love it. <laughs> I look forward to reading it because I've only read it once, and that was when it came out. No, you mean you look forward to Wicked and I reading it to you. Yep, that too. Thank you. Our voices are here for your listening pleasure. <laughs> now, excuse I'll me while I go change my panties again. Later use. Damn it. <laughs> my face has turned red like 87 times tonight. Like, I think I'm losing blood in my mouth. <laughs> right it's all in my face. <laughs> like, I can't feel my feet anymore. <laughs> uh, like, something's broken here. So all well, right. then put them down. <laughs> Aren't they supposed to be around your ears? No, that's supposed to be your thighs. Okay. Point. Not that much, <laughs> oh. <Wait>. <laughs> <laughs> that that hit you a little too too long. It's like eh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Seriously, I can't handle my face being this red. This is not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is not an ideal like, standard the for me. We haven't had this like, problem. We were, we were on a roll. We were doing good. And then just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, look. There's the exit. <laughs> right? Oh, All God. shout outs? Wicked? Um, I'm going to give shout outs to... The two lovely ladies in my life, um, MK Brito, which is Kelly, and Razor's Edge Raz. Say hi to them. Give them great big hugs and kisses. Uh, really wanted to give a shout out to everybody in the community that's been pushing for Guardian Games, despite some of the negativity that's happened with it. Um, really want to give in, give some encouragement in that and really give kudos to everybody who's kept their head above water with it and kept kept pushing despite the odds whether you be hunter whether you be warlock whether you be a, a titan that is kind of demoralized by everybody else looking at you and calling you a cheater or whatever freaking keeping with it and being like hey i'm gonna do me freaking just keep your heads up keep your motivation enjoy the game as it's meant to be enjoyed um and don't become part of the toxicity so 
That's pretty much my shout out for today. Elmas? I can second the the non-toxicity bit. Like I've been hearing a lot about how Titans are cheating and I mean from my standpoint, it I'm just enjoying a game. You know, it's a game that I get to play with my brother who's a clear across the country. And I get to spend a couple hours a day just chatting with him while doing this stuff. So kudos to everybody who is actually still just pushing through it. Yeah, Destiny 2 is kind of in a lull right now, but it will pick up. Um, if you're kind of bored with it right now, jump into a different game. I I know I've been jumping into a few different games just because I haven't felt like being on Destiny. Um, and then also shout out to uh, the Hyvens for giving us this night free of professionalism. That's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. My shout out. Um, thank you to Ishtar Collective and Baxter and all of them for Ishtaring things for us. Because that's we didn't do why it this you week. Act- Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You know what? I'm going to DM Baxter right now and tell him that you didn't thank him for this. <laughs> Just... Hey, it's be been like, a rough so. week. <laughs> thank it you has for been a rough week for that, that is now a verb coined by Ishtaring. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for Ishtaring things yeah. for us. We appreciate it. <laughs> um, you make finding and reading these so much easier because like, I read them you know, in the bathtub now. On my phone, because that's what my life has become, a series of baths. <sighs> I need to leave the house, guys. Um, also, Wicked, thanks for coming. Like, yeah, we, I, I've told you separately, but, like, we had you penciled in for this specific book for, like, months and months. So Yeah. Yeah, we did. Thank you for agreeing, because if you didn't, I would have been really sad and had to have changed the schedule, so... <laughs> absolutely i i love it like i said i love this book and i love your guys show so it's been it was as soon as i found out that you guys wanted me all for it i was absolutely all for it so yay that makes me happy oh yeah Mm -hmm. um and i guess like thanks to the community you guys have already thanked everyone who's like working their way through guardian games i should say thanks to the people who play with me regularly um I haven't played with my Xbox friends very much lately because I've been playing a lot more on PC and it's only because I've been waking up so early to play and then I just like don't want to touch it again for the rest of the day. So thanks to my PC friends for playing with me a lot. And that's like Rick and Chaos and Matt Grundy and all them, all the uh, Australians in general. Uh, <laughs> because Americans now? aren't awake at that time, except for Oregon. Nope. <laughs> Um, or me if I have Rick. to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been it's been a really nice um, 
like a consistent thing I've had in my life, which has com- been completely upside down since I've just been at home for weeks and weeks and still am sick. And I don't know how I'm going to go back to work on Tuesday, but we'll figure that out. It'll be fine. It's all fine. <laughs> since we're completely done, <laughs> I have both guys laughing at me. Um, please find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can harass me at hey, it's orchid because apparently... Elmas likes to say that all complaints are pointed to Orchid. So if you guys want to complain about something, my DMs once. are wide open. Yeah, but I you know, it's become it a thing once. now. So it's a thing now. Um, yeah, <laughs> my DMs are open. If you want to complain about something, I am ready for it. Because I need some like goddamn anger in my life, apparently. Something. Come say hi. Send me a gif. Don't send me a gif, though, unless it's peanut butter. Um, Ooh, also at Mrs. Underscore Hyven at I underscore am underscore Elemist. I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich before this, which is why I'm thinking about Jeff. Um, you can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You, uh, you can find Jeff. us on Instagram at guardians. I'm sorry, what? I thought you said Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, the peanut butter. I had butter. a peanut butter sandwich. That's why I'm thinking of Jeff. Who's Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sorry. Spread him over some bread. Is my Pacific Northwest accent <laughs> too much for you? Can you not understand anything I'm saying? Sorry, what? My fucking blonde hair, green eyed, like <laughs> white bread ass accent. You can't understand what I'm saying, Elemis. Por qué? Wow. Por qué? Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You can find us on Instagram at Guardians of Lore or Guardians of Flore. You can find me on Instagram at Hey It's Orchid because that's where I am everywhere. Uh, you can leave a review, join our Discord because this is fun. Um, Wicked, where can we find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter. You can find me on YouTube, PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, and on Steam. Same thing as you're seeing right now, or as is uh, in my tag. Wicked Jester, W-Y-K-I-D-J-E-S-T-R. Yay. It's the same everywhere. They're going to find you in all sorts of places. Um, thank you for being our guest. Uh, oh, thank you for being our guest this week. I really appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. Look forward to more of this nonsense next week. <laughs> it will definitely be. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Have a good night, guys. All right. Have a good night. Take care. Bye. That's what she sounds like. <laughs> <laughs>